It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what's going on? It's your Tuesday episode of Locked On Raptors. And on today's show, we are talking all about potential all-star Fred Van Vliet. That is right. All-star voting is open as of Christmas Day. And Fred Van Vliet is very easily the best candidate the Toronto Raptors have. And joining me on today's show to talk through Fred's candidacy and the other players he will be vying for those last couple all-star spots with, it is Mark Schindler from Premium Hoops, Indy Cornrows, Fear the Sword, and all over the place on the internet. It's going to be a lot of fun. Mark watch as much basketball as anybody so he should have a pretty sober take on who should make the eastern conference all-star team will it be fred van vliet we'll find out on today's episode of lockdown raptors oh like because when i shot i expected to make it so like i don't shoot kind of miss you are locked on raptors part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Welcome to episode number 1086 of Lockdown Raptors for Tuesday, December the 28th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean. You can find the show at Locked on Raptors. And, of course, you can subscribe to, follow, rate, review, all that good stuff. Do whatever it is that you want to support the podcast you like on your favorite podcast apps for the low, low price of free. Please go do that on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, etc. And, of course, you can find the podcast on YouTube and hit the subscribe button over there. And it's very much appreciated. We're pushing 1350 in terms of subs right now. So please uh, help keep on beefing up those numbers. And uh, today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at Truebill. And uh, they are the app that saves you money and time by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscription that you no longer want or need and you can even negotiate better deals on the subs you want to keep go and check out Truebill. i'll have more on them a little bit later on in the show all right thank you as always for being here for your first listen of the day and i'm joined as well by mark schindler from premium hoops and fear the sword and indie cornrows and all over the place the man with the most defined jawline in sports media mark <laughs> how's it going pal <laughs> uh, i'm good i don't know how i'm supposed to top that intro uh, i really appreciate You're not. it I'm it's doing just the, well. you take that one and then retire you know don't, don't, don't go on <laughs> yeah. any more podcasts I'll just, uh, I'll it's go, just the I'll, last I'll one you get I'll go try and become a jaw model. Is that a thing? Yeah. You just show like bottom half of your face. See how that goes. Yeah, um, like a dentist office or something. Yeah. Like that. yeah see, yeah. I, I don't know how lucrative that is, but well, <laughs> it's probably a little bit more lucrative than just doing stuff on Patreon and uh, and as a freelancer. But you know what, man? It's not basketball, so. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, maybe there's like a you can do a little side hustle. You can do your basketball stuff while supplementing that with your job we modeling. Uh, we'll we'll keep you posted on how that's going in Mark's new career direction as we go on here. But Mark, you are here for a very special reason. We are talking All Star. The Toronto Raptors, of course, have Fred Van Vliet as their sort of leading All Star front facing candidate this year. Voting opened as of Saturday. And so I thought this would be a good time with the Raptors set to play a game against the Sixers tonight that may or may not 
not mean anything. We don't know who's going to be back for the Raptors or whatever, but we can talk about Fred Van Vliet, who very much does mean something to this Raptors team and dig into whether or not he stands a chance of making his first all-star team in his first season as the team's number one point guard options so mark where we should begin here i think is to sort of lay out the lay of the land in the eastern conference i think to me and you can disagree you watch a lot more basketball than i do so you very well could disagree and have a better opinion on this than i do but looking at the eastern conference i think i have nine locks for the all-star team and three sort of wishy-washy spots and i'm not really sure who of a group of seven or eight guys is going to get those spots but for me i think Giannis and b durant DeRozan, Trey Young, James Harden, Zach Levine, Jason Tatum, Jarrett Allen are my nine locks. Does that sound crazy to you? Would you throw Fred Van Vliet into the lock category to ruin all the suspense of this podcast? Uh, <laughs> where are you at in terms of what your list is looking right now for the Eastern Conference? Yeah, so I would be along the same lines. Trey and DeMar are definitely starting in the backcourt. I think my my biggest qualms already, Just like I think there's going to be a theme throughout, uh, the way that they've set up the positions has absolutely wrecked how I would mm-hmm. have things set up because DeMar sure. has just really not been a guard at all this year. He hasn't been a guard since he was in Toronto, essentially. And mm-hmm. even when he was in Toronto, he really played a little bit more small forward. But um, yeah, that it just makes it more frustrating because honestly, I think you're it's close enough where I'd, I'd argue having Levine as a starter mm-hmm. um, along with DeMar, but that's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, Trey Demar for sure as, as starters. KD, Giannis. Um, who would my fifth starter be? Is a great Embiid? question. Probably Embiid. Yeah, Embiid. It's just finicky because of missed time. But even then, sure. like he's just about caught up now, and he's been awesome. So he would mm-hmm. be a starter. Um, I guess like Harden has to be up there. He started so slow, but Tatum as well. Like you mentioned, Tatum has been fantastic over the last month and a half. Um, and then I think Jimmy Butler is a lock as well. He's been right, right. really, really good, even with missed time. Um, I think – I don't know. I guess where it starts getting even more finicky is like, okay, where do you go with Bam Adebayo? Mm-hmm. Um, I think he was obviously playing pretty well, had some iffy stretches, but now that he's been out with injury, it makes it harder to see him getting voted in, especially because he won't really be back. And then you start he, getting – Yeah, he's only played 18 games, right? If he doesn't get any yeah. more before All-Star, that feels like – Yeah, and he's not even going to be back until like middle of January. So mm-hmm. as my fantasy team can attest, not great. <laughs> uh, so uh, – but yeah, then you start hitting the iffy territory. And it like uh, like for me, this is – I I don't know. It's tough because I want to say that Fred would be a lock. Like for me, I think Fred is a lock personally. Sure. He would be my f- fourth guard in. Like I think you can make a case that he's had a better season on aggregate than Harden. But – um, I'm sure some people would fight that, but, um, like even then, like looking at Drew, like his splits per month are wild. Like his first month of basketball was terrible. Second one was like, okay. And then this, th- this last month has been an absolute heater from him as, as the Bucks right. have gotten healthy. Um, but like Beal has not been, I'm, I'm not trying to like run through everything, but just like to give you my process, like Beal is not, I, I struggle to put Beal as an all-star this year. Um, especially oh, yeah, I don't think that, that Washington has yeah. fallen off a little bit. Like he's. He's still been good, but just by his standards, I don't think that he's had a great year. Obviously, the shooting hasn't been there. Um, The defense has been better, but still, it's just like, yeah, I I think Fred's been better. Um, Yeah. But it's just, okay, like you mentioned, like Garland, Ball, there's a lot there to unpack. And it's, uh, for me, he'd be a lock, but I think given how voting typically goes, it's Mm -hmm. probably not a lock for him right now, especially because the Raptors are just about 500. 
Yeah, I think I would agree. I, I don't think there's by any means a guarantee he gets in. I agree with you. I think if you're taking sort of total impact, two ends of the floor, and just sort of driving winning when you're on the floor, the advanced stuff, like I think Fred very much is there. And he's kind of having like a Lowry-esque season where the numbers are nice. He's at 25-7, and seven, which is really bloody impressive, frankly, mm-hmm. um, considering where, where he's been at before and the extra responsibility. And the fact that his efficiency is not tailed off at all is very encouraging and very cool and he's in fact improved his efficiency to a career high true shooting percentage of 57.2 so there's that um the thing that i've been kind of harping on all season long is just the fact that the raptors are a nightmare without him on the floor and it's amplified a little bit more by the game that took place on sunday against the Cavs. so it's a little bit inflated but still even then, the Raptors currently they're a plus 5.2 points per 100 possessions when he's on the floor. They're a minus 16.1 when he's not on there. So a 21.3 point difference. It's like not Jokic level, but it's not far off in terms of how uh, rudderless the Raptors are without Van Vliet on the floor. You just don't get the same sort of splits when it comes to Darius Garland, Drew Holiday, etc., When it comes to Fred's season, let's just maybe kind of go there. We've gone through the list and everything. We haven't really talked about Fred's credentials as a potential all-star here, Mark. So for you, what is it? You said you would make Fred a lock if you were sort of in charge of the teams right now. What is it about Fred's season? I know I just went through some of the items there, but what about it suggests to you that Fred Van Vliet should be an all-star? He would be on my all-defense team right now. I probably... I'm trying to. I don't. I, w- I wouldn't have it set up on first or second yet, but he would make all defense for me. He's been that good. Right. Um, he should have made it last year. Um, but you know, uh, I, but like like you mentioned too, with the improvements, I think that's gone really under. I mean, not not with the Raptor Raptors Twitter, which is very loud and proud, but um, in terms of <laughs> loud, what uh, what are you what are you talking very, about? Very very loud, uh, like <laughs> boisterously loud. But in terms of just like actually talking about him, I brought this up on a podcast last week. Um, he doesn't have the um, statistical production necessarily to 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 show for that 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 would get him the actual award, but sure. um, he would be on my most improved ballot. Like he's been yeah. legitimately good. Like that last year, I mean, you can look at his assists per game last year and be like, okay, you know, he's averaging six assists. He he could have played as a lead guard, and I think you know from watching. I mean, he really has not been an awesome playmaker up until this mm-hmm. point like he's been solid but in terms of somebody who's going to be your lead point guard um i definitely have questions about that coming into the year and i've been really impressed with how he's handled some of those opportunities i still think like you know if you want to do the conversation of like starting point guard on a championship team a i think you're losing the forest through the trees with that because mm-hmm. fred was a starter on a, on a championship team so i don't care like teams are constructed differently but uh i mean he's actually gone from somebody who i was like can he actually be a lead ball handler to now okay, he can take some of those reps and I'm comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the biggest thing too is just the two-point jump efficiency has been crazy to me. Like he doesn't get to the rim a ton, but just that he's actually like, I mean, shooting 51% at the rim is not anything uh, ridiculous, but considering that this man has never shot like even above, I think 46% was his next closest. Mm-hmm. Um, no, actually at a 49% season. His, his rim efficiency has gone down a little bit in recent weeks, but he's just been better with his pacing uh he, he he's gotten more comfortable in how he attacks the rim um and i mean he's just become a lethal mid-range shooter which was not part of his mm-hmm. repertoire prior to this year um like i, I think being a three-level scorer that it always gets thrown around as something that's in, important in like the pinnacle of basketball but i think being a threat at three levels is more important than necessarily scoring like especially sure. when you're getting to the rim like 
I think what he's done in crafting his floater, like he didn't really have a super reliable floater prior to this year, in my opinion, and that's come through more. Um, he just has really de- – like the, his development arc has been just kind of a joy to watch going from mm-hmm. who he was as a bench guy early on to now where he's at. Um, yeah, I, I can't speak highly enough about him. He's he's yeah. He's awesome. Yeah, he's been amazing, and I think, you know, you're right. The most improved thing probably isn't going to happen for him because it's not like a sexy jump, and he's only gone up like one point per game, and that tends to be the number that swings that award. But, like, across the board, there's just incremental improvement in everything from the finishing mm-hmm. at the rim. I mean, it's not just incremental improvement when it comes to mid-range. Right now, I'm looking at it from basketball reference, from 16 feet to three-point range. Uh, 10% of his shots are coming from there, so not a crazy high volume, but he's at 65.9% from 16 to three-point range. Sounds pretty it's good. It's insane. It's ridiculous. He's That number keeps going up. I've been monitoring that number all season long, and it just keeps increasing, which isn't supposed to happen. Um, he's also, uh, of course, as you mentioned, just like a wonderful defense player there's been no drop off there as he scaled up his responsibility on the offensive end he's uh he's amazing and and i very much think he deserves to be in the all-star game i'm trying to come at this from a sober perspective obviously having watched the raptors more than any other team i'm probably going to come away with that takeaway but we are going to dive in a second here into some of the guys that he'll be competing for for those last couple guard spots we'll talk about darius garland drew holiday lamello ball and dig into those guys in just a second here mark but first want to tell everybody but our friends over at Truebill, who are the company that's saving you money by helping you get out of the subscriptions you no longer want to pay for they make it really hard to cancel subscriptions because it's basically basically a scam you sign up for something for a free trial they're not going to let you know that your free trial is coming to a close they're just going to start charging you and that sucks but Truebill is here to stop that problem entirely it is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions that you no longer want or need or you simply forgot about on average people who use Truebill save up to 720 bucks a year that is incredible because companies make it very difficult to cancel those subscriptions Truebill makes it incredibly simple just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap and your true bill concierge is there to help you cancel unwanted subs when you so you don't have to or maybe you don't have the time you just call up your concierge that is wonderful service true bill has over 2 million users and it's helped them save over 100 million dollars on stuff they just don't need i can tell you right now i spend money on free trial stuff by accident all the time and Truebill is going to help me with that very problem so don't fall for subscription scams anymore start canceling today at truebill.com slash locked on nba go right now to truebill.com slash locked on nba it could save you thousands a year again that's truebill t-r-u-e-b-i-l-l.com slash locked on nba this is jake from locked on Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. 
Sometimes you and I need that kind of support too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, we continue on here. Making the case for Fred Van Vliet to make the Eastern Conference All-Star team. And of course, there are other contenders for those spots. If we've laid out that there's probably nine or ten locks, you mentioned Butler. I'll throw him in as a lock as well, even though you know he's missed some time. He's been really good, and the Heat are really good and have won a lot of games and feel like they should have some sort of representation. Maybe mm-hmm. it should just be Kyle Lowry. I don't know who's to say, but uh, <laughs> that, probably that's not. My, yeah. That's my only Kyle Lowry propaganda today. Sorry, Mark. I had to get it in there. It's okay. Let's I'm continue on it. though and look at some of the other names fighting for those last couple spots you mentioned the positions are kind of weird I I think it's a lot better of a guard class than it is a forward class in the Eastern Conference Mm -hmm. this season between a mix of injury and just there being a lot of pretty good guards like I I guess you could throw like a Miles Bridges or a John Collins as sort of down ballot big man guys but I feel like those last two wild card spots are probably going to go to guards here let's dig into someone who you cover with Fear the Sword Darius Garland who the Raptors just saw on Sunday in that fake basketball game that went down in Cleveland. Uh, Darius Garland this season has been excellent. He's made the leap and all that. Very well could be like a most improved type sort of candidate as well this season. He's at 19.5 points, 7.3 assists, three boards. He's got 38.4, 55.5, and 90 shooting splits. And he has a true shooting percentage of 59.4. Very, very impressive on a 25.6 usage rate. So Darius Garland's been damn good. Been a huge driving engine of the Cavs. I already mentioned I think Jared Allen should be on the All-Star team. It feels like the Cavs probably deserve two. Is Darius Garland someone you would have ahead of Fred Van Vliet if you were writing out your All-Star ballot today, Mark? Uh, It's tough because I think... Where uh, where I'm interested to see where where voters go, like I wish I had a vote so I could actually make this sure. this happen. But like I think Jarrett has pretty clearly been the guy who should get that all star nod, and it's mm-hmm. tough because I like I mean I guess to a degree you can make the argument that the Cavs should get two guys, but I also just don't really care. Like I, sure. um, and I don't mean to like discredit your point. I just uh like I don't know. I think talent is talent, and I think mm-hmm. Cleveland has had a ton of talent and aggregate that's made it work, but. It's just been improvement across the board for them that I think mm-hmm. has made them there. And I just don't think Darius is quite there as an all-star, to be honest. Okay. Like, um, if he was closer to a neutral defensively, I think I could maybe see it. I don't think he's quite there enough as a scorer. Like, he's a good scorer, but I don't think he's doing quite enough to be an all-star as a scorer on top. Like, his playmaking is incredible. Like, he's a better passer mm-hmm. and playmaker than Fred, but that's – not a slight to Fred. That's because Darius is one of probably the five best passers in the NBA right now. That's not Nikola mm-hmm. Jokic. Um, but I just I, I'm not quite there with the scoring aggression um, and the like the the actual like on court impact either. Because I think Jared Allen on both ends has been. I mean, his impact. Part of it is because of what you're getting from from how Darius is playing with him. But mm-hmm. um, I agree with you. Like I think Jared should be the guy from the Cavs to go. And I think Fred's just been a better player on aggregate this year than. Uh, than, than Darius has. Yeah, it's tough with All-Star, right? Because, like, defense doesn't, I think, probably hold the same weight with voters as offense does. And mm-hmm. I think you could look at Garland and his flashy passing and the scoring being similar to Fred's, but maybe even a slightly more efficient. And you could say, oh, yeah, well, Garland obviously is the guy. But, yeah, I think you have to take defense into account to some degree. 
I also want to ask you about this, Mark, and, and I, I feel like I might know the way you're going to go with this because I, I know how you think about the game, and there's mm-hmm. nothing, you know, that, that nothing wrong with it. But I'm curious, like, do you weigh narrative at all when you're kind of, no. you know, doing all star? For me, I don't mind it. Like, I don't know. To, some, I've grown more to watching sports like they're wrestling. Uh, <laughs> and like, maybe that's just like my own silly brain and my sort of lack of comprehension of the deeper qualities of the NBA basketball. That so I, so I kind of like move towards that a little bit more. But like, mm-hmm. Fred VanVleet takes over for Kyle Lowry and sort of takes over the reins of the Raptors and does what he's doing and plays basically a Kyle Lowry level season. We've gone through it. Like, there are only a couple Lowry seasons from his time in Toronto that clearly outpaced this one by Fred, you know, he's doing it on a team that's been sort of horribly injured, missing a ton of guys has not been whole all season long. He's been the one constant all the way through along with Scotty Barnes. Like for me, I don't mind kind of weighing narrative into it a little bit, but I also kind of am on the side of, I don't know. Do I want like cool players who are going to do cool dunks and passes in the all-star game like that? That I also kind of think of as well. And that leads me to LaMelo Ball, who has been really excellent so far this year for the Hornets. Him and Miles Bridges, I guess, would be the two candidates they have. I'm not sure if either get in. I'm not sure who you weigh a little bit higher than the other. But let's go to Ball. And, you know, do you think he is all-star quality? I think in terms of, like, flash and pomp and circumstance, he is certainly, like, an all-star type player, someone I would love to see in the skills challenge and all that stuff. But do you weigh that at all when it comes to putting together your all-star ballot? Uh, No, I don't. Um, I just want to see the best players who are most sure. deserving make the game. And honestly, I do think LaMelo should make it. Like, I think I was just mm-hmm. finally f- thinking thinking through and finalizing my ballot right now. Um, I think a lot of people will maybe try and make the case for Drew. And if he keeps mm-hmm. playing the way that he has, he will be probably deserving of being an all-star. I'm saying probably a lot. I hedge probably way too much. As I say, <laughs> probably fine. yet again. But uh, <laughs> I think LaMelo has just been – I mean, he's been the best player on a pretty good Hornets team. Like, I think they've been pretty surprising this year. And I don't mean to, again, you know, like dip into narrative with it, but I do think um, what he's done overall as a passer and scorer has been good, uh, good enough to, to get him there. I think he's been better than Darius Garland, frankly, just on mm-hmm. both ends. Um, or not even necessarily on both ends, but like he's less of a, he, he does a lot of impactful stuff defensively, even if it's, and just be reined in some. But uh I would have Lamelo there over him, and I think like Lamelo. I mean, to me, like Lamelo and, and Fred VanVleet should both make it as as the last two in, uh, or even like you know maybe Fred's in over Jared Allen, whatever. However you want to look at it, but um, it's it's interesting with Lamelo and just with the the Hornets overall because Miles has tailed off a little bit or less, mm-hmm. you know, tailing off more. Like his his three point efficiency has dipped. That's not necessarily like he's playing bad or anything but mm-hmm. um i think you know with that decreasing his efficiency and his scoring overall a little bit it, him just cooling off makes it harder for him to be an all-star i think you know first 15 games were like it's miles bridges all nba like clearly not but, <laughs> um it, it felt like it for the first 15 games but yeah um so that's where i'm at with it right now like i think lamella will probably make it and should because he's like again it's i don't know i think kind of like you're hitting at it's hard to not account for narrative a little bit because i think mm-hmm. just looking at everything okay if the hornets were eight and 27 instead of 18 and 17 then <laughs> i think i look at it differently but mm-hmm. i think you know just how how impactful mel has been to them winning and and playing well um especially considering they did not play extremely well without him like they played okay actually they played better than i thought they would but point mm-hmm. being like he's been very vital to them being a team that has 
been kind of surprising this year. So um, that does weigh in for sure for a little, just to, to a degree. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking I'm with you on LaMelo probably deserving to be in and maybe like this kind of hinges on Butler because he obviously doesn't have the games played necessarily. Mm -hmm. He probably is still going to get in anyway, but if there's three spots, I can see Garland, Fred and LaMelo getting all of them, frankly, because again, I don't think there's a ton of competition from the forward spots outside of Bridges and like John Collins. But, you know, it's a, it's a tricky one, man. Like I have no idea the way the voters will go. I feel like, you know, Darius Garland kind of has a little sort of like, I don't know, pop to his name right now because of what the Cavs are doing. And maybe that mm. works. I It's hard to always get in the mind of what the voters are going to think, right? Because 50% of the voters are fans, which what are we even doing? Yeah, it's a tricky thing to sort of work out in your brain because you're trying to account for the way three different factions of very different thinking people think, which is troublesome. When it comes to the sort of replace like the, the the reserves though that's obviously all coaches right and i feel like to me fred van vliet is like a coach's ass pick like he feels yeah. like that kind of guy much like kyle lowry was for a very long time so i think if raptors fans are trying to like hinge their hopes on that you know the fact that fred plays defense versus darius garland maybe not being so hot on that end maybe that is the swing vote when it when it comes to some coaches we shall see uh i do want to dig into maybe the sort of fringe candidacy of some other members of the raptors here mark i don't think they're going to have anyone else who contends for a spot but we can talk about him anyway. That's coming up in just one second here. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at betonline.ag. They've got you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the college bowl season and the pro football playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. You can head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive that bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games don't wait and take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports so don't wait get over there now to betonline.ag it's where the game starts we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed 93 of employers agree indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent indeed survey and listeners of this show will get a 75 dollars sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash podcast just go to indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash podcast terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed all right, Mark, rounding out your first listen of the day here, talking all-star candidacy for various members of the Toronto Raptors, mostly Fred Van Vliet, who I think we've kind of reached an accord, should be in the all-star game. We'll see how the voting goes, but I think it's a, it's a fair assessment to have. And I do think you're not alone when it comes to like smart basketball thinkers thinking Fred Van Vliet is sort of this like sexy all-star pick. I know lots of other uh, smart folks out there who have really kind of latched onto Fred's candidacy, which is lovely to see. You haven't quite seen that with some other members of the Raptors, and I think that's totally fair. Obviously, uh, Pascal Siakam missed a ton of time. So is OG Ananobi, who might have been on track to be in this conversation until he got hurt and has only played one game since then and then COVID and all that stuff. So I think he's kind of out. And then there's this sort of like fringy, like, oh, maybe Scotty Barnes is an all-star thing, which is I think is very fun, even if it's not very realistic. As far as the Raptors, other guys, I think Siakam and uh, Barnes, the only guys who have played enough games to really have consideration here. Is there any way in which those guys could kind of work themselves into the conversation here over the next month, Mark, do you think? Like, 
Barnes, obviously, it's tough for rookies to make it. He might not even be the best rookie in his own conference. I don't think Mobley's going to make it with the Cavs just because they've got the other guys there. But, like, I don't know. Is there a world in which Scotty Barnes wins Rookie of the Month in January and has a big month and all of a sudden is kind of getting that all-star buzz, do you think? I mean, I guess it's possible. And it just depends, Mm -hmm. too, with how everything else plays out. Like, uh, I think part of me putting Jimmy Butler as a lock is expecting him to play the the next month. And, okay, let's say... It's COVID, God forbid, uh, or he gets injured, then yeah, he's off the ballot. Like he's he'll mm-hmm. only played about half the season, so that's just not enough. Um, but then there are probably other guys over Scotty to get boosted. But yeah, I mean, he'd have to average like 20, 22 points per game in the month of January to really get that kind of mm-hmm. boost, I feel like. Um, it just I mean, it, it it definitely depends, but I feel like the production hasn't been quite there, and especially too, like uh his defense has been pretty subpar this year compared to what mm-hmm. I was hoping for coming in. Um so that definitely takes a takes a hit on it. Um, but I, I do want to like hinge on something really quick too. I have yeah. not understood Raptors fans' frustration with Pascal Siakam. Like he's been Thank very good you. this year. Um, Thank you. I just consistently see every night people <laughs> bitching about Pascal, and uh, it's crazy to me. Uh, this man is very good. I think he's somebody who, like, yeah, his three hasn't been there. I think that'll fall again with time. You know, we know that he's he's obviously not the 40 percent shooter that he was close to one year. Um, Mm -hmm. But I do think he's better than shooting 30 percent from the field. Um, Like his passing continues to be really good. He's is I mean, I don't want to be unfair to his defense. Like the whole team's defense has been rough until this most recent stretch before everybody else went out with injury Mm -hmm. and covid. Um, But he's been good. Like he's still been the second best player on the team behind Fred. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just. I don't understand it. You'll have to explain that to me sometime because I don't get it. Uh, I can't explain it, man. It's, uh, <laughs> it's weird. Like, it's like this thing where the bubble happened, and then apparently that's the only thing that's ever happened in Pascal Siakam's career now. Uh, and all of the games he's played since then, most of which have been very good, uh, are kind of still you know not changing the way people view him, which I think is stupid and a shame because people don't uh, get to appreciate a guy who is – a wonderful story coming from uh, being a 27th overall pick and like a fringy bench guy who was the worst starting player in the NBA in his rookie season to what he is now. It's the contract is what it is. People look at, oh, Max contract must be, you know, LeBron James. And it's just the dumbest way to possibly think about a league in which there are 50 Max players. Mm-hmm. They're not all made the same. I, I don't need to go on my soapbox for this because no, know, I feel that I hate. Up, watch but my God, it's just NBA. ridiculous. It's awful. Yeah, it's not <laughs> yeah. fun. I, I hate that. Yeah. So, would you say then, like, in terms of, I, I, I agree. Like, I would think Siakam has a better shot at making All Star than Scotty Barnes, just because of the production and sort of the reputation and all that stuff. Um, we've talked about how it's not exactly a loaded forward class, and maybe one of these guards falls out, maybe one of them, you know, gets hurt or something like that. Obviously, we're not hoping for that to happen, or maybe it's Butler and a spot becomes open. If we're looking at Bridges, John Collins. Pascal Siakam, maybe there's someone else in there, like one of the, I guess Sabonis has been pretty productive, even though the Pacers have been really disappointing. Uh, I'm sure I don't need to tell you that. Uh, Like, do you think there's a pathway here for Siakam to potentially get into all-star conversation? Or do you think maybe the combination of his reputation being what it is, even though it's totally unearned, and the fact that he missed 10 games off the start of the season, could that be enough to kind of limit any chance of him getting in? Uh, I think it's less the reputation and more just where he's at this season. Um, sure. I think, I mean, if he had, you know, like a total crazy all NBA type month, 
um, mm-hmm. then maybe there's a chance, but that's, you know, that's expecting a lot to happen. Sure. Um, I guess it's entirely possible, but I would probably doubt it, honestly. Like if, if it's going to yeah. happen, this is the season where it would happen, just given how sure. it's going, but um, <laughs> I would personally doubt it right now. Sure. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I think, you know, it's not really necessarily even fair thing to expect or anything like that. I don't think the Raptors are going to get two. I would be, you know, pleasantly happy with one. And I don't even know if that's, you know, a possibility or likelihood or anything like that. But it's always fun to examine this type of thing. Mm -hmm. And I I think, you know, Raptors fans should be pretty happy with where things are, regardless of if they get an all-star or not. I think, you know, let me just kind of ask you that on the way out here, Mark. I mean, you watch the NBA more than basically anybody I know. You are incredibly good at what you do. As far as what you've seen from the Raptors, obviously the last couple weeks notwithstanding here because they've only played one game and it doesn't really matter or mean anything. But as far as sort of the recent run of play we've seen from the team, they're what, five and three in the month of December or five and two before that game on Sunday against the Cavs. Um, We've seen the defense kind of come back around. The offense maintains at a pretty good level, even though it makes no sense that it is. Uh, (laughs) Where are you at in terms of the overall sort of Raptors experiment this season? Uh, yeah, I, I've been, I think the Raptors, one of the teams that I'm really struggling to gather my thoughts on, uh, to be honest, I'm not trying to cop out. Like I'll just be honest. Like I, uh, I think it's been good process to a degree. Like Mm -hmm. they've been really unfortunate with how injuries and COVID have worked out for them. Um, they've just never really quite been able to get everybody together at the same time. Like Mm -hmm. even once you get everyone back, okay. OG is still out. And now that he's been back, like, I think he's the guy who you preeminently wanted to see what he could do this year. And I don't, I don't want to be unfair. Like he was having a very good year. Um, yeah. has been having a very good year, but I don't think that we've necessarily seen a massive improvement from him. Like, I think mm-hmm. he's been a lot of the same player from last year, just with higher usage, which is still good. Like he hasn't mm-hmm. totally tanked his efficiency. He's still been awesome defensively. So I, I think that's a, that's a step in and of itself that I think sometimes gets lost in the sauce. Like often, like there was, I think that there were some people holding expectations way too high for OG coming into the year. Like, okay, can yeah. he be an all-star? Can he be this? Can he be that? And I, I just want to say, can he be somebody who is able to take the second or third highest usage on the team? Because we haven't seen that before. Um, mm. And I think he's commonly been able to do that. There, there have been some more flashes of him as a passer and driver, like that he's able to put together. And um, that's encouraging, but I don't think he's quite been there the way that you've um, maybe expected, but there's signs. I think Scotty has just been, I mean, He's blown everything out of the water. A cackle every time he does anything on the floor. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, like just the <laughs> – I mean, I uh, I think it was Blake who tweeted – Blake Murphy uh, tweeted out um, like during – I think it was the Celtics game when he mm-hmm. just uncorked like six threes in the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, and Blake's just like in the – you know, I, I'm in the, about to tweet that Scotty's having his, his most disappointing or just like kind of like mad game <laughs> of the season. And then he's like, I'm – I'm Ray Allen now. Yeah. And that's how I felt about Scotty <laughs> the whole year. Like, um, he's just, I think he's kind of how I felt about the Raptors. I thought I had an expectation of what they were coming in, like, mm-hmm. obviously being a really good defensive team. That hasn't been the case most of the year, but they've been really impressive to me offensively and what they're getting out of, uh, out of all their players creation wise mm-hmm. and just making things happen offensively. I, I, I obviously want to see them get back to that defensive backbone because that's what they're built on. Um, mm-hmm. but I mean, I just, I think part of what's exciting about the team is I don't quite know what I'm going to get from them. Like I didn't, I liked Delano Banton at, at Nebraska. I did not expect this. Like both him <laughs> and Scotty are two of the guys. And I don't, I don't like, yes, uh, the Raptors are incredible at, at finding talent and developing it. Um, 
but also like I just want to point out like some of the growth that we've seen from Scotty and Delano has been like outlier stuff. Like yeah, Scotty could not. I, I a lot of people have pointed out like oh people told me Scotty could not jump coming in. <laughs> he could not jump last year. Like he was mm -hmm. he's strictly a low jumper. Like he needed three seconds to get up and actually do something. Like I know his P three numbers for his vert were absurd, but also you get five seconds to do it. It's not like going up and actually blocking a shot. And now sure. he's just a good vertical athlete in the NBA, which was not something that was there. He was not a guy who was who was a mid-range scorer at all. He like it's been, I mean, it's been just crazy to watch. Every time I turn on a Raptors game, I'm like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> um, and in a good way. So yeah, mm -hmm. I feel I feel good about the Raptors. I think probably better than fans do, um, just given the record. But um, mm -hmm. like they're a team that I would not be shocked at all if they're healthy they could cobble together a pretty good rest of the season, especially given the state of where the Knicks and Pacers and other teams that are at the yeah. bottom of the East that aren't trying to be at the bottom of the East. Um, I think Toronto's on a pretty good trajectory for the rest of the season. Yeah. I think like their recent play, even though it's been a pretty brief sample, like I think we, there's no reason that they can't play like they have for much of December when they've had most of their guys available. And mm -hmm. the Eastern conference is, while better and probably good, also a little sort of like, I don't know what to make of any of these teams. Like the Wizards, exactly. I don't think are good. The Wizards are plummeting, and I, I think they are probably destined to fall out of the playoff picture entirely. I think they're bad. Um, the Hornets, you know, horrible defense, incredible offense, all that stuff. They're, they're an interesting sort of, you know, if they can figure out some defensive things, boy, they get scary quick. I have no idea what's going on with the Celtics. They just lost Tatum to the COVID protocols. I just, I'm done trying to figure out what the Celtics are. Like, there's a pathway here to a six or seven seed for the Raptors that is like not terribly likely, maybe necessarily, but also they're like a game back of the six seed right now. So maybe it is in the cards. Either way, Mark, we will keep tabs on the Raptors season as we go forward here, and I'm sure you will be as well. We'd love to have you back on the show at some point. But thank you for jumping on today to talk about Fred Van Vliet's all-star case. I love when people come on and confirm what I feel <laughs> and that Fred Van Vliet should be an all-star. It's lovely to have smart people also think the same thing. Mark, where can people check out all your wonderful work? Yeah, well, first of all, I appreciate it a ton. Thanks, thanks as always for having me on, man. Um, of course, man. A very random aside, too. Uh, I've yeah. messaged you about this, but I love the intro song. I listen to like 85,000 <laughs> podcasts to try and just keep up with everything going on. Definitely the best intro song for A, any of the lockdowns, and and B, just pretty much any basketball pod out there. Um, but yeah, Hell you can yeah. find me Thank on you. Twitter <laughs> at MSchindlerNBA. Uh, I do. I mean, that's just the easiest place to find me. I'm everywhere. Um, I don't mean that as a flex. It's kind of my own. I'm trying to no, sort no, that out it's, actually right now. Uh, true. But yeah, it's 100% just the, yeah. the damn truth. <laughs> yeah. So just follow me on Twitter. That's the easiest place. If you enjoy my content and uh, like what I do and you have the means to support me, I have a Patreon that is in the link in my bio. I will be a lot more active there moving forward. Um, so yeah, appreciate you a ton, man. Of course, man. Uh, thanks so much. Go check out all Mark's work. You can find me at Woodley Sean. You can subscribe to, rate, review, all that good stuff. All your favorite podcast apps for free. And on YouTube, go hit that big red subscribe button. Even if you're not going to watch the podcast every day, please just subscribe over there so you can boost the stats. That's really all we care about here is boosting them numbers. Uh, we'll be back again tomorrow. We're going to talk about the game against the Sixers as they hopefully will get a couple guys back. Sounds like maybe Pascal Siakam, Gary Trent Jr., and Kem Birch could return, which would be a big 
boon to the team. We will talk about that and a whole bunch more. And then later on in the week, I'll do a mailbag episode as well to close out the week. There'll be no Friday episode for New Year's Eve. It's the week between Christmas and New Year's. We're not working that hard this week, so there will be no podcast on Friday. But we will have a mailbag and a Sixers recap coming your way to close out your week. Thank you, as always, for making us your first listen of the day. Go make your second listen of the day. Locked on bets as your boy Q and Lee Sterling are giving you all the intel you need to win in your bets, whether it's props, whether it's football, basketball, whatever it might be, spreads, they have all of the intel for you. So go listen to that podcast every day to get the lowdown and win yourself some damn money. With that, we will wrap things up and talk to you again tomorrow with another episode of Locked on Raptors. Bye-bye. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.